It's Wednesday, March 13th. I'm Oscar Ramirez in Los Angeles, and this is The Daily Dive. Boeing's back-to-back 737 MAX 8 crashes had become a nightmare. First, there was the Lion Air crash last October that killed 189. Then, just this week, another crash in Ethiopia killed 157. Various countries and airlines have grounded the 736 MAX planes, and there are growing calls for the FAA and the U.S. to do the same. While we won't know what caused the crash in Ethiopia for months, Boeing is already making adjustments after the Lion Air crash by issuing a software update. Andrew Friedman, science editor at Axios, joins us to break down everything we know about these two crashes. Next, Operation Varsity Blues. Federal prosecutors have charged dozens of wealthy parents, including two Hollywood actresses, with bribing college coaches and SAT testing administrators to get students admitted into elite colleges under false pretenses. It's news without the noise. Let's dive in. I think there has to be a thorough investigation uh, by the FTA, FAA and the NTSB as to whether these planes are safe because there are just too many coincidences. Joining us now is Andrew Friedman, science editor at Axios. We're going to be talking about Ethiopian Airlines, the plane that just crashed, killing 157 people. People have been describing it all in all sorts of different ways, that it was making a strange rattling noise, that there was smoke trailing from the back of the plane. There was debris as it swerved. After that, it just went right into the ground. It's causing a lot of reaction all over the place. Uh, Various airlines and countries are grounding the plane. It's a Boeing 737 MAX 8. And this was also the same plane that uh, just crashed last October, the Lion Air crash near Indonesia. Let's start off with the Ethiopian Airlines. What happened? What do we know so far about this particular crash? We don't know very much. We know that the aircraft encountered difficulty shortly after takeoff that the radar data shows that it was having trouble maintaining altitude after having ascended a little bit faster than normal, was having trouble maintaining altitude, and then uh, the pilot radioed that he'd like to return back to the airport. They were having some sort of technical difficulty. Then the plane disappeared off radar screens. So they have recovered the flight data recorder and the cockpit voice recorder. It's not clear what condition those are in. It will help determine how quickly they can get information off of it. We don't know a heck of a lot other than aviation investigators don't really view accidents as mere coincidences when they happen five months apart. We'll be waiting a long time before we hear anything about this particular crash, but a lot of people really draw a lot of similarities to the Lion Air crash that happened in Indonesia in October. It had some of the same difficulties getting off the ground. And a lot of people point to this computer system called the uh, MCAS, which pushed the plane's nose down. And uh, apparently a, a pilot can disable it so they can write the plane back up. But people have been talking about some type of struggle between the pilot and the control system, which was pointing the plane down. What happened there? So we don't know in the Ethiopian case. We think it's thought in the Lion Air case that the pilots were struggling with that system. They were basically fighting the computer for 
control of the aircraft. Now, basically, Boeing, this would ostensibly have been a safety feature. Boeing was trying to design a system because the 737 MAX series is a pretty significant difference from the traditional 737, but they wanted to introduce the plane and not have the added cost for airlines to have to trade new pilots and do simulator time. So they came up with various software fixes to compensate for the different positions center of gravity, the different position of the engines, that sort of thing. And this was one of those inventions. So basically, the MCAS, which is the Maneuvering Characteristics Augmentation System, is there to prevent the pilot from doing something that would put the plane into a stall, meaning it would lose lift and head down. The way you get out of a stall is you push the nose forward and hit forward on the thrust. So you increase the thrust. However, if the plane is getting false data from a sensor just outside of the plane's nose, and it thinks that you're entering a stall when you're really not, it's going to push the plane's nose down unexpectedly. And so the pilot of these Boeing aircraft were not told beforehand uh, in their training that the MCAS system existed, and they were not specifically trained on how to turn it off. That has changed at most airlines in the wake of the Lion Air crash, but it is thought that this quickly concern over the Ethiopian crash is that this is another instance of the MCAS system acting up. The uh, concern and the uncertainty has caused various airlines and a bunch of countries, the European Union, Australia, China, Indonesia, Malaysia, Singapore, to all ground the Boeing 737 MAX jets. The United States has not, though. The FAA has said they don't see any reason to do it just yet. What might be the reasoning? Because this Boeing plane is poised to be like the next big thing for Boeing. I mean, they have tons of orders out for it. But why has the FAA said we shouldn't do it just yet? You'd have to ask the FAA exactly what their reasoning is. But they have said in state multiple statements that they don't have evidence that the fleet is unsafe, that the causation of the line air crash isn't completely in, that they barely have preliminary data from the Ethiopian crash. And the FAA is caught. They have a dual role. Their role is, on the one hand, to promote the aviation system. On, on the other hand, it's to oversee aviation safety. So they've erred on the side of caution. Typically, when the FAA does that, foreign countries' regulators follow the FAA. So what has happened in the past day, day and a half, is pretty remarkable, where you've seen much of the world break with the U.S. regulator and say, no, we're going to go ahead and we're going to ground it. And you've seen airlines do the same under pressure from their passengers. Now, this isn't a plane that's ubiquitous. There's only a couple hundred that have entered service. It is scheduled that, you know, there are going to be somewhere around 5,000 of these flying around over coming years. But it's not like grounding this is causing a worldwide some sort of travel nightmare scenario right. where, where people can't get places. So, How many airlines in the United States use this particular plane? Top of my head, I believe it's three. American Airlines United, which operates the 737 9, MAX 9, which is a slightly different version than the one that crashed. And Southwest is the biggest operator currently. Some airlines are telling people, hey, if you don't want to fly on it, you can. But then there's probably going to be fees associated with rescheduling and things like that for your ticket. So, I mean, it's a tough situation, a lot of be a lot of people to be in, but still everybody kind of just says, hey, don't worry about it just yet. There's 
two other things here. One is that a lot is riding on this for Boeing. And Boeing is a huge company responsible for a lot of the Dow's increase over the past year because of their profits. This is the core business for them. It's been reported by the New York Times that the Boeing CEO spoke with President Trump on Tuesday morning, laying out the case for what they, why they believe the plane is safe. And then Trump tweeted rather strangely about the level of automation in today's planes. And the FAA still is, is not moving on it. So there's that influence, there's that relationship between the government and the world's largest aircraft manufacturer. And there's also everybody's being forced to make these personal choices. And as somebody who covers aviation, and I learned to fly before I learned how to drive. And I actually, you know, I had a family member, I had my brother getting on a United aircraft yesterday. And I said, by the way, if it's a MAX 9, don't get on. And that's not due to some statistical thing. That's not due to some very calculated risk analysis. It's just the type of decisions that people are having to make right now in terms of will you allow a family member? You know, I'd probably almost be more comfortable with me doing it than (laughs) a a family member. So everybody's having to make these weird choices because these airlines are continuing to fly it. The FAA is continuing to permit it and they're not putting special systems in place for people to change their flights without fees. Andrew Friedman, science editor at Axios. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having me. We're here today to announce charges in the largest college admissions scam ever prosecuted by the Department of Justice. We've charged 50 people with participating in a conspiracy that involved, first, cheating on college entrance exams, and second, securing admission to elite colleges by bribing coaches at those schools to accept certain students under false pretenses. Joining me now is my producer, Miranda. Huge story in college admissions. It has everything you want. Rich people doing bad things. Shady guys trying to get your kids into school. Federal prosecutors charged dozens of wealthy parents, including prominent figures in law and business, and two Hollywood actresses, with bribing college coaches and testing administrators to get students admitted into elite colleges under false pretenses. We all know how difficult it is to get into some of these top schools. We all know those parents that are willing to do anything to get their kids into these schools. There's tons of SAT coaching companies that, you know, they'll they'll guide your kids through the testing process so they're the most prepared they can be. This is kind of where all this stuff got wrapped up. The guy behind all of this is named William Singer, and he had a company that let people go through the side door. He told a lot of these parents in their pitches that there's various ways to get your kids into college. There's a back door, which is institutional advancement, where a wealthy family will pay for a new wing of the school, millions and millions, hundreds of millions of dollars. Then there's the front door, obviously, which is the kid gets in on his own merit. You go through the normal process that most people go through and they get into the school. And he created this side door. And this side door consists of bribing coaches to pretend the kids were going to get a a, a sports scholarship or bribing administrators, SAT administrators to help the kids get a better score on the SAT or the ACT. So Miranda, tell us how this all worked out. Basically, this guy created two levels of scams and frauds. And what he would do is there were two things, like you said, either he would help them with faking certain learning disabilities so that the students would be able to A, take the test, by themselves with a bribed proctor, meaning that the proctor would 
guide the student to the correct answer or change the answer before the tests were submitted and they'd get extended time. Or he would go so far as to pay, in one case, the sailing coach at Stanford half a million dollars to get this kid in on a sailing scholarship who had never sailed a day in their life. This was a 10-month investigation by the FBI, the IRS, the Justice Department, and it had a great name, Operation Varsity Blues. <laughs> I love that. Genius. Um, just the kind of examples of how some of this would work. With On the coach's side, prosecutors said the head women's soccer coach at Yale accepted $400,000 in a bribe in exchange for admitting a candidate as a recruited athlete. And then after that, after the student was admitted, her parents paid a college admissions consultant $1.2 million. And the guy had it set up as a charity. So these were all considered tax write-off yeah. donations. So the IRS was also involved with the FBI in doing this. The student, like you just spoke about, the student at Yale, the $400,000 bribe for the soccer game, student never even played a game of competitive soccer a day in their life. So they're taking spots from actual people who worked hard, community service, good grades, played the sports, and got screwed in the end. Part of this other part of how it worked with the coaches, they'd set up these player profiles for the students saying, hey, they're really valuable. We need them on our team, et cetera, et cetera. He would work with the coaches. Sometimes they would stage photos of yeah. the kids you know, on a piece of equipment or something. The other silly one is he would use Photoshop too. Yeah, but the case of Lori Laughlin's daughter, part of her deal was that she was to be a member of the crew team for USC. That was how she was able to get in because essentially it's these wealthy people with their children who have mediocre grades. They don't do community service. They'd never have a chance of getting in these schools except for the fact that their parents are loaded. And so that was her deal was she wanted to go to USC to party and her mom wanted her to get a degree. So they faked that she was great at rowing and crew and playing these sports. Back to uh, the other arm of this, the SATs and the ACT test. They said that certain proctors would change the answers if needed, that the parents would go in and basically say on the ACT out of 36, let's shoot for a score in the low 30s. Right. Something believable, but still really good that would want to admit them. And in some of the cases, they'd take the test. And after the fact, the proctors would change the answers so they could get those exact scores. There was one guy who got busted setting this up for his daughter. His name is Gordon Kaplan. He's the co-chairman of a New York law firm. They've got a recorded call on him saying that he goes, I'm not worried about the moral issue here. I'm worried about the if she's caught doing this, you know, she's finished. So the kids more often than not, they're they're given immunity in this. They're saying that the kids and even the schools had no idea that this right. was going on. This was a large thing, largely the coaches, administrators for the SAT, ACT, and this guy, William Singer. The schools mostly didn't have anything to do with it. But one of the questions I have, if the students didn't have anything to do with this, okay, some of them went to go to the doctor to get a note saying, I have some learning disability and I'm going to have more time to take the test. Well, how do you not know when everybody else gets whatever it is, an hour to take the test and they're giving you two hours to take the test? How do you not know that you're involved in some of it? Sometimes when you're the child of the wealthy and famous, you're used to preferential treatment. So if your mom or dad takes you to a doctor who says, oh, you know what, Susie, you do have a slight ADHD. So you do need a little bit of extra time. Chances are you're going to believe it. You're going to buy that story. In all, they said that parents paid William Singer about $25 million in all of this. Parents spent anywhere from two hundred grand to $6.5 million wow. to guarantee their children's admissions. 
William Singer already was arrested. He pled guilty to four charges, racketeering conspiracy, money laundering, tax conspiracy, obstruction of justice. He faces a maximum of 65 years in prison, three years of supervised release, $1.25 million in fines, a $400 special assessment. I don't know what that is. Maybe just court fees. (laughs) He's going down. And just a weird quote. He said that he's excited to work with prosecutors and he just wants to get this all behind him. I wouldn't be excited (laughs) for any of this because this has to do with a lot of rich people. And that's what makes this story so much more exciting so far. Two Hollywood actresses have been caught up in this. One of them is Felicity Huffman. She was on Desperate Housewives. Her husband, William H. Macy, was also involved in this, but he's not been charged in any of this. Not yet. What was their side of the story? Felicity Huffman and Lori Laughlin have both been charged along with 48 others. I don't know if you said that number yet. 48 other people in this massive thing. And the charges include conspiracy to commit mail fraud because when you have to submit your applications, oftentimes it crosses state line and honest services mail fraud. Felicity Huffman was already arrested. She has been in court already. Lori Laughlin was, at the time of this recording, expected to surrender shortly. The interesting note is that while Felicity Huffman and William H. Macy are married, Macy's not been charged. Lori Laughlin's husband, Massimo Giannulli, he was also charged. For their part, they agreed to pay bribes totaling $500,000 in exchange for having their two daughters designated as recruits to the USC crew team, Mm -hmm. which we had already mentioned. One of the most horrible parts of this is that their daughter is a, um, you know, an aspiring YouTube star. She has a YouTube page. She's got a lot of followers. She made a video saying how she's going to go to school, but she really doesn't care about it. She wants to balance the party life and the school life. I don't know how much of school I'm going to attend, but I'm going to go in and talk to my deans and everyone and hope that I can try and balance it all. Um, but I do want the experience of like game days, partying. I don't really care about school, as you guys all know. <laughs> her, her name is Olivia Jade. So she was part of this. She got to the school. She went to UC. She's currently there, I think. But the other really interesting part of this is that she's already made a ton of money based off of her semi-stardom on YouTube and then also her admission to actual college. What's going on there? She got an influencers package basically to shill for Amazon because they have dorm direct, but anything you could need for your dorm room, Amazon will get it to you with prime two day service. She had a deal with smile direct club, which is basically like invisible braces, I guess for back to school looking good. So she had started making money through her influencer campaign. And then as far as Felicity Huffman and her husband, they did it on the tax deductible side. They paid $15,000 to get their daughter's SAT scores boosted 400 points over her PSAT. So she did slightly better than she had done before. And when asked in a meeting with Singer, did they want to do this for their second daughter? They opted out. So I think that probably the judge is going to lighten up on them a little bit because A, they only paid $15,000 and B, they kind of felt like this was a shady deal and pulled the plug. It's really just really sad because for every one of these kids that got in, there theoretically was another kid who legitimately deserved to be in there, had the grades, went through the front door, as we had already described, and did not get it. Again, it just shows how a lot of money and a lot of connectedness, this guy, William Singer, knew all the right people. He knew the coaches. He knew the SAT proctors and the administrators there to do this shady stuff. And that's really the unfortunate part. For everybody's part, USC has already fired their associate athletic director, their water polo coach. They got fired out of Stanford University. Their sailing coach has been fired. Everybody's reviewing all of their admissions processes. There's going to be a lot more news coming out of this as this works through the system. So we'll see what else develops. Thank you, Miranda. Thanks, Oscar. 
That's it for today. Join us on social media at Daily Dive Pod on Twitter and Daily Dive Podcast on Facebook. Leave us a comment, give us a rating, and tell us the stories that you're interested in. Follow us on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. The Daily Dive is produced by Miranda Moreno and engineered by Tony Sorrentino. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this was your Daily Dive.